Some magic items grant wishes, the powerful ability for a character to change the nature of reality in any conceivable way that they desire. Wishes are generally regarded as the most powerful magic in the game and have the potential to greatly upset the balance of play if not handled carefully by the referee. A wish that the referee judges to be unreasonable or overly greedy may come to pass but with its intent twisted in some way. For example, a wish for a very powerful magic item may cause the item to appear, but in the possession of a dangerous enemy. So, it looks like someone's been rubbing their magic lamp a little bit too briskly. Welcome to the Red Dice Stories RPG podcast with John and Hannah. Hi! And in case you hadn't guessed, today we're going to be offering some advice on how you can use that most powerful of magics, wishes, in your game. So what you heard at the start of this episode was the description of Wishes from the Ring of Wishes from Old School Essentials, which is a reformatting of the basic expert version of D&D. Now, we all know about Wishes. They're a powerful thing that you can basically wish for anything. But the descriptions in Old School Essentials and the AD&D Dungeon Master's Guide, which also mentions the Ring of Wishes, specifically mention that greedy wishes, or those who try and cheat fate using wishes, will find the intent of their wish distorted or twisted to sort of create some sort of like cosmic comeuppance. And I'm just going to read to you a little bit out of the AD&D DMG where it's talking about the Ring of Wishes. It says, As with any wish, the GM should be judicious in handling the request. If the players are greedy and grasping, interpret their wording exactly. Twist the wording or simply rule the request as beyond the power of the magic. In any case, the wish is used up whether or not the wish was granted, and regardless of the DM's interpretation of the wish's request. No wish can cancel the decrees of godlike beings unless it comes from another creature. And as you heard just before the intro music, Old School Essentials also advises that greedy wishes should be like taken as the letter of the wording rather than like the spirit of the wish. So that reminds me of quite a good story about a guy who finds a genie lamp in Central Park and wishes for a billion dollars. And the genie says, are you really sure about that? The guy says, yeah, fair enough. Goes and murders a couple sitting nearby, rifles through their pockets, comes back to him. Here's twelve dollars. I'll have the rest for you soon. Yeah. So whilst that that's a, a sort of very like blunt force trauma way of doing it, the most obvious sort of fictional Anderson for that I can think of is obviously the monkey's paw. Mm-hmm. Which for anyone who doesn't know is a short story by W. W. Jacobs, published in nineteen oh two. And the short story basically involves uh, a guy who served with the British Army in India. He comes by to visit his parents, introduces them to this mummified monkey's paw. He tells them that an Indian faker placed a spell on it so it would grant three wishes, but each wish would have hellish consequences as punishment for tampering with fate. Morris, the person who brings uh, the paw in, has had a horrible experience with it. He throws it into the fire. Mr. White, not believing him, retrieves it. And he makes some wishes himself, such as wishing for £200, which was the equivalent of like about 
£24,000 nowadays so that he can make the mortgage payment on his house. Whilst he makes the wish, he suddenly drops it in surprise, claiming it moved and twisted like a snake. The next day, their son leaves for work in his job at a local factory. A few minutes later, an employee arrives, pronouncing that he's been killed in a terrible machine accident. And although the company denies responsibility, they've decided to make a goodwill payment to the family of the deceased. The payment being £200, the amount that he wished for. A week after the funeral, his wife, mad with grief, insists her husband use the poor to wish Herbert back to life. Reluctantly, he does so, and they hear the fumbling sound of their zombie corpse-like son banging on the outside of the house trying to be let in. He picks up the monkey's paw and makes his final wish for his son to be back at rest. And as, as he does so, the knocking stops, just as his wife, still mad with grief, opens the door to find no one there. So again, there we see unwise wishes and sort of greed leading to people's downfall by the the intent, the spirit of those wishes being twisted. So it might sound listening to that like a wish is just an excuse for the GM to sort of dunk on their players. To be honest, I, I, I don't really agree with that. I mean, both Old School Essentials and the AD&D 2nd Edition DMG specifically mention that only greedy wishes or ones that try and cheat fate are the ones that have their intent twisted. So here's a few suggestions that I've put together for how you can include wishes in your game without breaking it in inverted commas, whatever that is, and whilst also not just using it as an excuse to give your players grief. So my first hint would be to make it obvious that greedy wishes will be twisted. Most people who've got D&D experience or know the monkey's paw styles of the stories will be aware of this, but you might get some people who, who aren't aware of that, they don't know how it works in D&D, but I find just making it really obvious from the get-go that, like, you know, if, if you're too greedy with it, it's going to get twisted around, will, if not entirely remove any moaning or griping should that happen, it'll at least lessen it. And I found this um, recently in my OSE game where the players found a ring of wishes with one charge. When they activated it, I had one of the immortals or the gods, a sort of shadowy like Nazgul figure, appear and say it was bound to grant one request, but they should be very careful what they wished for. And if having some like evil Nazgul-like immortal appear and basically go like, oh, you want to be careful what you wish for, isn't a clear sign that like this could be dangerous, I don't know what is. My second hint would be to dress it up a bit. A wish is your chance to go to town on the fantasy element of your game. Your players have somehow managed to get a powerful item that can literally rewrite reality. It shouldn't be boring and may even form the, the crux of that entire session. Have a genie appear and do a song and dance for them, or some ancient creature emerge from the smoke in front of them. Just just go to town with it. It shouldn't just be a case of like, your rubber magic ring, your wish comes true. It's this fantastically powerful item that can entirely rewrite your setting if used correctly. So it should feel like that and have appropriate sort of pomp and ceremony to go with it. My third tip is don't unduly punish wishes. Now, as we've said before, many versions of D&D go to lengths to point out that it's only greedy or vain wishes that get punished. So if your players make a perfectly sensible wish, 
don't feel the need to twist that round. Let's say, just as a hypothetical example, your D&D party rock up, they've found Aladdin's lamp, they've got like a wish or whatever, and the, the barbarian just goes, oh, I wish for a really like cool-looking sword. There is no reason to twist that. Just have the genie be like, Shazam, you now have the coolest-looking sword in the land. It might not have any magical powers or anything, but it looks like the coolest sword, because that's what you asked for. And that's not like a greedy or game-breaking wish. That's just a barbarian going like, I use a sword a lot, I want a, I want the coolest-looking sword. That is grand. There is no reason to twist that around. Just Shazam, the genie gives them that. My fourth tip would be, if the players do get greedy, give them a chance to change their mind. So if it sounds like your players are maybe getting a little bit on the greedy side, you know, they're sort of thinking about what they can get, have, just straight out ask the players if they're sure that's what they want to wish for. That gives them a chance to think like, oh, yeah, maybe we have got a bit OTT there, and they can rethink it. But when you do, if they do say, yeah, that's what we wish for, just ask them to repeat exactly what they're wishing for and then write it down word for word. So that in the future, when the intent of the wish does get twisted, you can say, well, you asked for this and point at your your notes and there's no argument about it. Oh, no, we didn't ask for that. We actually asked for this. You've got it written down in black and white. I mean, hell, if you're, if you're broadcasting your game, have the recording there. There's no argument then. And my final tip would be don't break the letter of the wish. And that's why recording it is so important in writing online however you choose to do it if it's a greedy wish sure you can twist the intent but make sure that whatever the pcs ask for that's what they get the way they get it might not be what they want like your example at the start love mm -hmm. but they should still end up with whatever they wished for so if they go oh i want five thousand gold pieces and the genie flies to a, a neighbouring kingdom, lays waste to their treasury, and like brings it all back in like a big barrow and goes, there you go, 5,000 gold pieces. They've still got the 5,000 gold pieces they asked for. They they might not approve of the fact that it's decimated a kingdom to get it, but they've still got the 5,000 pieces. Whereas if the genie turned up and was like, oh, I couldn't get 5,000 pieces, here's 50, and I've still decimated a kingdom, that's a cop-out because they didn't ask for 50 gold pieces. They should always get what they asked for but just not in the way that they might have wanted to get it. So there's a few of my tips. Love, have you used um, wishes in your games at all? So I did attempt to on one occasion, but I think the player characters rather got the wrong end of the stick. Oh, right, okay. Um, again, the Star Trek game, and I had envisioned a sort of a, you know, genie from Aladdin, fairly friendly character but as a cue. Uh, one of the player characters did something for him early on that he considered a great favour, like uh, in the first five minutes of the session. Okay. And the rest of the session was intended to be this cue says, okay, I'll give you a wish. What do you want? Yeah. And then, and then the whatever hijinks ensue yeah. as a result. Yeah. Unfortunately, the player was completely not on board with this story. He really did not like the idea of his character making a wish and it having any kind of an effect on the universe. <laughs> the other characters were horrified that there was a queue on their ship. It wasn't the queue that harasses Captain Picard. It, it was a member of that species who was quite friendly towards one of their crew. 
And they basically stood around in the ready room and slagged him off for two hours and then told him to leave. See, the thing is, I, I can sort of sympathise with that because if you, if you sort of, like you say, it wasn't mm. the Q from the Star Trek series, but it's a member of that same species. Now, the thing about Q is he's like a horrendous arsehole during most of it and like messes people about. Now, this depends on your interpretation of Q. And as far as I'm concerned, Q is extremely misunderstood Q really, really wants to help Captain Picard save humanity because the rest of the Continuum think humanity is not worth saving. Q does his best to help Picard to save humanity. Q even notices one Christmas that Picard's having like quite a hard time about that artificial heart he's got and regretting some of his life choices. And so he sends him on like a journey to the past, the present and the future. He does it all in one night. Q's an amazing character. Unfortunately, the method by which he chooses to illustrate this to people is via what I like to call the way of the arsehole. Well, the other thing that I would like to point out is that this was the Christmas episode and thus I'd sort of assumed that the players would realise that I wasn't intending to be too unpleasant with them for that Uh, game. But, yeah, I should have set it up better at the start, I think. I I think if you do make a very important point, though, where we're talking about, like, players and GMs can often have different assumptions about these things and like you say you were like oh it's going to be a, a jolly Christmas episode you know like Christmas wishes and whatever and the players were like oh it's a cure he's going to try and mess us up somehow so they were like not having it and it's like different in expectations that causes a problem and I think that's very relevant when you come to like items with wishes in D&D because like, anyone who's played D&D for like any length of time will probably have like a horror story about like some wish that went horribly wrong and as a result, people are sort of like, oh, you know, oh, wish items, you know, you shouldn't like mess with them. They'll probably just want to like leave them alone. Of course, you'll always get one person who's like, no, make me the best warrior in the world. And they deserve everything they get. But I, I said, you know, when I, when I had this one in my last old school essentials game, one of the things I really liked about it is one of the benefits of having all that sort of like back knowledge is that once they found this uh, item and they were they they activated it by like rubbing this like gold ring and this sort of like shadowy like nascal like figure appeared and basically said like oh when the ring was made i, I promised to perform like grant one request to the person who made the ring that was never fulfilled so i'm here to like pay what i owe um and they realized it was a wish like straight away and then, obviously, having all played D&D, they were like, oh, you know, we've got to be careful what we wish for because, you know, we, we, we might get messed about. So a lot of the rest of the session then became them, like, debating what they wanted to do with it. Now, I don't know this for sure, but I think if there'd have been more wishes, so there's only one charge in the ring, mm-hmm. that they'd have maybe been a bit more free with them. But when they only had one, and they were like, all right, we don't want to get messed about, but we've got like a lot of things that like this could be useful for what's the most useful thing or like how can we get the most utility out of it without being messed about and my players came to what i consider to be like a very sensible and great solution they basically just went to this immortal like all right okay so you've been around like since the world was created and they were like yeah and they basically went tell us all about this bit of historical plot and the the sort of nazgul like immortal was like so you just want some information that that's all you want and they were like yeah and he was like okay and he like laid out this story like sort of like a very sort of like 
condensed version of like how the world was created and what happened to cause certain events and because the players had literally just said just tell us what happened in this period of history i did not distort that mess them around twist the intent it was just like all right you want this knowledge i've got to give you that knowledge you have to get what you wished for there you go and like i said i quite enjoyed the the whole sort of like discussion amongst the players of them sort of going oh you know we've got all these things going on what should we wish for and as well as it being quite enjoyable for me to watch i also got to then sort of get a glimpse into what they considered to be the most important things in the game because they were like oh you know we we really want to find out what's going on oh but if we get like the whole history of this it's not giving us anything so like it can't really twist that around but but and it doesn't like profit us directly but by knowing all of this background we now know why this group exists how this got here what's going on with this and then we can like do the rest ourselves so with it not being a particularly greedy or grasping wish i didn't distort it in any way the the immortal was just like here's the information you've asked for basically told him a story uh, and that worked great and like i say that follows my sort of suggestions of i, I made it obvious that like greedy wishes would be twisted because i had the immortal being like oh you know be careful what you wish for it was dressed up because we had the this immortal appearing and explaining a bit of the background they didn't get punished because they didn't wish for something greedy um i made sure when they said oh we want this information the immortal was like obviously oh, so you just want me to tell you how this happened is that what you want and they could have changed their mind and gone oh no actually we want something else so i gave them that opportunity and i didn't break the letter of their wish they said we want to know the background of this particular bit of history and the immortal was like i've been around since the world was created here's what happened and they got exactly what they asked for no one was harmed nothing was twisted and how they choose to use that information in the future of the game is entirely up to them and it didn't break the game or anything because i had like the rough background written out anyway and it just it was nice to me as a gm because it just like illuminated like bits of the plot that they otherwise might not have found out about so that's our episode offering some hints on how you can use wishes in your game if you've got any horror stories about wishes or you've got any suggestions as to how you've used them in your game please do get in touch you can leave us a voicemail message on speakpipe there's a link in the description of this episode or you can send us an email to rddrpgpodcast at gmail.com if you want to make any suggestions about future episodes whether there be gm tips or anything else or you just want to have a bit of a chat, you can reach us at those locations. So until we see you next time, take care, stay safe, keep gaming, and be careful what you wish for. Bye.